Hello, everyone, and welcome back to episode seven of the Raw Podcast, Changing Culture with Derek Rocky. Derek, as you may know, is the current student body president. Um, these past three years, he's been heavily involved with SGA. Uh, his sophomore year, uh, he was the sophomore class president. His junior year, he was vice president of the student body. Now, this year, he is the president, obviously. And so I just really wanted to catch him, you know, before he graduates in this last month of this kind of craziness uh, with COVID-19 and everything. Um, but I really wanted to catch him before he graduates just to reflect on all that he's done to change Liberty culture. Um, you know, his participation and his team's participation uh, in, you know, the administrative side for SGA uh, for Liberty has just been, you know, incredible. Um, just all the change and everything that has happened. So, um, yeah. And then this week also is unofficially SGA week on the Rot podcast. I say that word unofficially because, um, it's just, you know, to be completely honest, like it wasn't in, it was just timing really. It's just kind of how it's worked out. Like it's not planned, um, that we have a total of seven guests that are SGA involved in one week. Um, so I'm incredibly excited about that as well. Um, you know, today, Monday, we have uh, Derek, uh, and on Wednesday, um, I'm going to be doing an incredible mashup episode with the three candidates for uh, the presidency and vice presidency positions for in the fall. So I'm excited about that episode and this episode as well. Um, and without further ado, here's episode seven, Changing Culture with Derek Rocky. All right, everyone listening, welcome back to the Rot Podcast. Uh, here I am, episode seven, with um, your student body president right now, uh, Mr. Derek Rocky. Derek, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks, Will. Happy to be here. Yeah. So I kind of want to get started just by saying that I think a lot of people know you as a face that they assign to their current student body president or maybe SGA, but I don't think as many people know you for who you are beyond that. So just kind of go into a little bit of your backgrounds, um, upbringing, uh, maybe why Liberty, a little bit of that. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I quickly identified that that was going to be my reality um, because it's really hard to pour into a lot of different people and also have a lot of different people pour into you. And when you're, you're in, when you're in a position like student body president, to a certain extent, you just can't be everything to everybody. So I try to help people understand who I am in the best way I, I can, in the most um, efficient way I can. But yeah, the reality of it is, is most people don't know my upbringing. Most people don't really know who I am. And I'm so grateful that I get to talk with you about this and hopefully help people understand a little bit more. Um, but I am the middle of five kids. Um, so I have been born and raised in Pennsylvania. I love Pennsylvania. We live right outside of Harrisburg, which is the capital, so in Mechanicsburg. Um, so I loved being the middle child because I had two older siblings and two younger siblings. And so there's obviously an age gap there. And so when I wanted to act, I tell people this, when I wanted to act more mature and get the benefits of being a more mature child, I would kind of stick with my older siblings. And then when I wanted to act less mature and maybe get the benefit of the doubt from my parents, um, because I was younger, I would just stick with my younger two siblings. So that was fun. Um, I really love that I have four other siblings. It's, it was never a dull moment. It still isn't a dull moment. I look forward to holidays when we all get back together. And now the family's growing because my sister is married and it's just a, it's a fun time. And I'm excited to obviously get married one day and, and have a family of my own and then be able to kind of experience that from a different perspective. But 
I'm so grateful for my upbringing. Um, my parents really did a, a great job of um, letting me learn and letting me grow through a lot of failures, but I'm super grateful for that. So I went to, I've, I've only experienced Christian education, which I'm super grateful for. Um, so kind of naturally after spending my entire life or my entire educational experience, I was naturally interested in Liberty, but my older sister, uh, so she's the oldest out of five, she went to Liberty and she absolutely loved her experience. And I remember like hearing from her and hearing all these stories and looking at photos and videos and being like, that's amazing. And then I sort of like nerded out about it, about Liberty. I would watch construction cameras. Now this is like 2012, 2013. And this is right when Liberty is starting to expand. The very yeah. building I'm sitting in right now wasn't even really a thought. The yeah. library was just starting to get built. Um, what else? Just so many different things. I mean, the, yeah. like the, the pond. And I would just watch these videos. And I was so enamored with like the growth that Liberty was experiencing. And then I'd watch Convocation. It was just... It was an exciting time to watch Liberty grow from the outside. And then when it came time to make my decision, I, I didn't go anywhere else. I only wanted to go to Liberty. Um, I didn't do well in high school. I wasn't like a scholar in high school. And so to my surprise, I got accepted into Liberty, which yeah. I think I've, as I've uh, been at Liberty and had some amazing opportunities like being student body president, I've definitely seen God's hand over it because um, I'm here and I honestly didn't even know if I was going to make it with my grades. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's why I chose Liberty. I really wanted a, a Christian education, but I really loved the mantra training champions for Christ. And I loved to see the influence that Liberty has here on campus, here in the region, here in the United States and in the world. Like I love the world-class facilities. I love the athletic teams. Um, and my experience has just been incredible. And I, my older brother, he, he actually didn't go to college, uh, but he's doing well. He's successful in the business world. And my younger brother, he's at a smaller college in Pennsylvania. And then my youngest brother, Justin, he'll be here next year. So I was talking to someone today. He's like a copy and paste version of me, but much better. <laughs> so I'm excited for, for Liberty to be able to just, just get the, uh, the influence of my brother, Justin, and I'm excited for him to be able to experience it. So that's a little bit why I chose Liberty. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, and then kind of after that, so after being on campus at Liberty, was student government something you were always interested in in the back of your mind, or did you expect to be where you are right now, or how did that come about? 100% did not expect to be here. I <laughs> didn't even know what student government was when I walked on campus. Wow. I mean, I graduated with 30 kids in my high school, so it was a shock to have a class of three, 4,000 people. Sure. Um, needless to say, being on a campus with 14,000, 15,000 people. So I never did any student government at high school. I wasn't one of those. Um, I know there's like Boys Nation or, or Girls State or maybe opposite. I'm not sure the lingo, but there's kind of like prep for college student government, which is really prep for a real government. But I had never had any experience with that. So when I walked on campus, I didn't even know what student government was. I had no aspirations to run for student body president. Yeah. Um, it was kind of crazy how I, I ended up in this position yeah. and getting here. And then if you don't mind me asking, what happened? Like what clicked for you that made you want to be interested in pursuing student government yeah so it's it's all a crazy story and um just to go into enough detail so you understand 
the person I got invited into SGA. I was in a study room at the library and um, I met someone who was in a high leadership position here at Liberty. And I was like enamored immediately. I was, this is so cool. You get to serve the student body. You get to build your resume. You get to have awesome experience and really contribute to the overall well-being of the school. So I joined the House of Delegates and that is basically the House of Representatives in national term in the federal government. Um, and I joined it and I liked it, but I really felt like the summer after I joined, which was my second semester of freshman year, I felt like I wanted to do more. I felt like I could contribute more. And I, I was just like, I got to go for it. Like, I really just want to go for it and put my hat in the ring and, and try to do something admirable. Um, so I eventually ran for sophomore class president okay. with one of my closest friends on campus. And the funny story behind it was me and this kid, we went to rival high schools um, <laughs> and we played basketball against each other. And we were not fans of each other. Like, if you yeah. can think of anyone who is your rival at another high school you play sports against, like, that was my friend who became my best friend at Liberty, um, which has been the story of my experience, just being able to not like people because I've got a bad perception of them and I speculate and then I meet them. And I'm like, wow, it's so different. Um, but we ran and we won. Um, we won a really, really close election. And then um, a couple weeks later, I got invited to this event and I somehow met um, this guy named Jacob Page. And I was like, hey, man, we should get lunch sometime. I'd love to get to know you because he was just a cool guy. And then I got lunch with him the next week. And I remember starting the conversation and saying like, hey, you should run for student body president. I think highly of you in my brief interactions with you. And he said, wow, it's funny you're asking me that because I want to run for student body president and I want you to be my vice president candidate. And I was like, what? That's crazy. Like, why me? I'm sophomore yeah. vice president, but that doesn't actually mean a whole lot. We don't actually do a whole lot. Do you actually want to run with me? And then we did. And once again, it was like, I'm going to go for it. I feel like God's calling me to at least run for this position. And I stepped out and I went for it. And then we eventually won. It was the most, participa most participated election in student government history at Libby University. Um, based off of uh, the people who have been here really since the start of the school, they, they saw numbers that they've never seen before. And it was a really exciting campaign for really all the tickets. Um, and then this past year, um, I got the opportunity to run with the girl that I had run against twice, Esther Lusenge. And um, by God's grace, no one ran against us. It was, it was pretty awesome because we'd done, I had done two pretty crazy campaigns before against Esther. And then we were able to run uncontested, which was also unprecedented. I'm not sure if there's ever been a campaign that no one else has run besides one ticket. So we were, we were super grateful for that. Um, but that's, that's like a long story short why I wanted to get involved in SGA. I just really wanted to leave Liberty University better than I found it. I wanted to contribute. And within that passion and ambition to just strive after something and just kind of step forward, mm -hmm. um, all of these other things, I've, I've found so much of my passion for the school. And um, it's really just been a cool opportunity to see like me stepping forward and then God honoring that and God using that for his glory and for other cool things that aren't, necessar aren't necessarily spiritual, but extremely practical and extremely, I think, beneficial to the school. Yeah, I love that. And I also love the idea of, as you were saying, just kind of going for it, taking that leap and how God is honoring that. 
Uh, I'd like to also specifically point out that it's kind of crazy that you have this, so you have this basketball guy that was your rival in high school, and then now your teammates in SGA. Um, and then you also have Esther, who uh, ran against you for two years, and um, you're currently in this high office together. I think that's just incredible how you know that's worked out, where when you took a leap for it, uh, you have those people who, so to speak, were your enemies or rivals at one point, and those people have since been your strongest allies. Dude, absolutely. Yeah, I we couldn't have scripted it any other way. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I also want to talk about your administration. Uh, first under Jake Page and also now this year as well. So these past two school years, you were talking to me about it a few weeks ago. You were building a resume and having to realize all that you had done in your two years here in the office. And um, I believe you said something like that there are almost 30 things that, you know, are things that you've accomplished, bills you've passed or things that you've signed. Um, that's incredible. Uh, congratulations on your work. Um, but walk me through tangibly, like what those were, uh, why they needed to be done, and just a little bit of that process. Yeah, great question, Will. Um, so one, it, it's been a whirlwind of, a, of the past year and a half and now kind of um, year and three quarters and really almost done of, of being an SGA and, and being in a, um, a high-level leadership position here in SGA. Um, we just, we've done so much as a team, um, individually, but really as a team, especially with, um, being the vice president under Jake, now being the president with Esther, but also with our team, it's been so crazy to see everything we've been able to accomplish. But I really think as I've kind of looked back on it, one of the things that I really wanted to leave as a legacy, and I think I kind of have, um, and I, I'll say this from a personal standpoint, but I have to include the countless people that have assisted me with this, um, the countless people who have come along and had that same passion. But school pride, uh, spirit, and tradition has been like the number one driving point of, of my passion for this school. I know it was for Jake, and I know it is for Esther, and now with uh, the creation of the Lunatics, which is hopefully going to be a student section that will serve Liberty for yeah. years to come. Um, that's been like the top thing that I've really tried to pour my, my time into. So mm -hmm. before Jake and I were in office, we were thinking, we're like, okay, we're ambitious. Like we really run a run. We really want to serve the school. And like I said, we kind of just stepped forward and we're like, okay, what can we do? And we realized we looked around and we said, we've got the best facilities in the country. Like, like no other school of our, um, no other school that is as young as us. We're not even 50 years old has facilities like we do, especially as a Christian school too. But we realized that our teams were not up to the par that we want to be. And our student environment is especially not up to mm -hmm. the place where we want to be. We've got people who aren't standing at basketball games. We've got people who go to the first football game. You know, it's like the bucket list. You got to, yeah. you got to go to the first football game. But then you look at the third and the fourth and the fifth, there's no one there. And you look at the tailgates. The first one is great. But then every time you have another game, it just goes downhill from there. So we looked at these things. We're like, we want to fix that. Like we want to energize the student body and we really want to get behind our student athletes and our administration and go for it and really encourage people to be attached to their school, um, to find an identity with their school. And so that's been incredible to look back on because uh, I think we've seen an overall enthusiasm in the student environment. And like I said earlier, it wouldn't be for the hiring of people like coach freeze or, 
um, the successful tenure of Coach Richie McKay or our athletic director, Ian McCall, or the countless people we've worked with in the athletic department that have made it successful. But I really think you've seen from the, the first would be from the administration standpoint, specifically in terms of athletic, Ian McCall, he has assisted us and he has assisted the teams to be successful. The second thing is that the teams are being successful. The football team's getting better. The basketball team is getting better. The baseball team's getting better. Girl, mm -hmm. Women's sports are getting better. The girls were making the ASUN championship for basketball. And then the third thing would be, we've got a student section and people are starting to kind of realize how much fun it is to be a student spectator, to be a student fan. So it's been really like a three-part improvement. And I don't mm -hmm. think without either one of these three, we wouldn't have had what we had a few weeks ago with hundreds of students rushing the court, sure. a, like a near sold out crowd. I'm sure from a student standpoint, a sold out crowd, the final game in the Vine Center, I don't think we would have had that. So the significance of all those three things and um, the work that, that I've done, that Jake's done, that Esther's done, that Matt Grady, who leads the Lunatics, has done. Yeah. So many other people who have been willing to be a part of it and pour their time and energy has been exciting. So I'm excited. I think it's only going to go up from here. And I think when we come back as alumni, when my brother is here next year, um, we're going to come back and be like, dang, this is, this is exciting. But it's so cool to see the improvement from when I was a freshman to, to now graduating as a senior, the athletic environment. It's just skyrocketed. Yeah, no, that's great. I love that we have the right people, the talented people in leadership, not only within SGA, but you know, also the talented people like the coaches that you're talking about as well. Um, I love how the administration has really just you know changed the culture. You know, it, it goes deep down. It's not just surface level, like you know, like rule change is actually like changing you know liberty culture uh, within sports. You know, within that perspective, like you know, you were saying, uh, we have the lunatics before this school year it really you know wasn't existent, but you know now we have the lunatics, and SGA has really fueled that fire to keep it running for years. You know, after we're both gone, you know it'll still be going, and, and you know that's incredibly exciting. And I do have another question for you. Um, have you taken anything uh, from sitting under Jacob Page's leadership from last year? Like, how has that prepared you for, you know, his leadership position this year when you stepped up? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. In so many different ways. Um, if you've seen literally just yesterday, student government campaigns are launching. And yeah, uh, yeah. It's, it's, it's exciting. It's, it's weird for me and Esther to not see it because that's been our reality the last two, three years. Yeah. Um, but it is extremely hard to run for a position and then to know what it's actually like when you're in the position, you know? So I yeah. know from personal experience, we made bold claims that SGA did this or they didn't do this. And then you get in the position, you kind of start to realize, man, it's actually tough being here. Like the campaign is only a quarter or half the battle, really a quarter of the battle. Cause there's so much that you learn when you get into office. And so I learned so much from Jake. Jake was an incredible leader. Jake was someone who was kind of a stranger to me and when we started running together and then became my best friend really quickly. We got to experience life um, last year because when you're in this position, you're balancing friendships, you're balancing your walk with God, you're balancing school, and you're balancing this. And it just it takes up a lot of your time. So being able to sit under his leadership where he was uh, a kind, encouraging, motivating leader was awesome. I got to see the way he really succeeded. And I know he'll tell you this as well, the way that we, we both and himself failed. And that gave me so much preparation for this year 
to kind of prevent the, the failures of last year that we both did. Um, but then also to understand the success that we had last year. Okay, this is what works. Now let's continue it forward. So just from a, a purely experienced standpoint, that was incredible to be able to do that with Jake. And I mean, I called him two nights ago. We talked for an hour and he's been such a good ear back to me. And so are a lot of the past student body presidents. They're always encouraging me and texting me and saying, hey, maybe do this or do that. And I know that they're one phone call away. So when I need advice from them, um, I can go to them. So being under his leadership last year, as awesome as a leader as Jake is, was incredible. And then just being able to see um, from a really right on the stage view of being the student body president, because I was vice president, the offices are literally 10 feet apart. Um, that was awesome. And then being able to have the connections with Jake and uh, previous student body presidents has been great. So I can kind of um, confide in them and, and ask them questions. And we just have a good relationship. Yeah, that's great. And I guess putting an audience perspective on that, it's really important to have those people that are a phone call away that either have the experience or have the wisdom and years or whatever that may look like. And, you know, whatever facet of life that may be, you know, not specifically in regard to SDA, uh, but more so about anyone's passions. Uh, a phone call like that can be the difference between learning something and taking it away and legitimately failing. Absolutely. One last question to wrap us up here is, and I ask all of my guests this, and that is, what would you say to the person that is listening to this right now? And they're feeling very inspired, maybe not to push all the way to the presidency, but uh, maybe to just step into SGA uh, or something like that. What would you tell those people that are dreaming those dreams because they want to change liberty culture? Uh, how would you tell them, like, how would you guide them for their next steps? Yeah. I'd say go for it. Take that risk and go for it. You've got that desire and you've got that dream or you're imagining something can change, go for it and take that. Um, it really just requires one step. Um, there's a quote that I'm not sure who it's from, but it's like the journey of a thousand miles starts with one step. And it's so true. Yeah. Like yeah. If I wouldn't have been able to tell myself, Derek, just step forward. And that one instance of having that conversation with Jake, or, or saying, I really want to step up and I want to serve the student body more with, with my friend Andrew in the class officer position. I wouldn't be able to be here, which feels like a thousand miles away from that first step, having this conversation with you, being able to look back on all the amazing things we've been able to have done, been able to do. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be here with you if I didn't take that one step. So go take that one step, follow your passions. Um, of course, be targeted and try to make the right step. Um, but God's got a plan and I like, I admire you. I admire the people who are taking that one step. I admire the candidates who are running for student body president and vice president, because there's so many people who are just paralyzed because they don't want to make the wrong, the wrong step. You've got to take that step. And even though I said, take the right step, sometimes it's just taking that step and then learning that's not the right step to take the actual right step. I love that. I love it. I, I've never heard it like that. That's great. Again, uh, thanks so much for joining me on the virtual, the takeout version of the Raw podcast. <laughs> I love <laughs> so, it. Ten people or less in the Raw. Let's go. There you go. Yeah, so uh, I really appreciate it. And I'll be wishing you the best for the last bit of your term here, uh, the last month before you go out. I'm really excited for all that God has in store for you. And uh, just thank you so much for joining me. Thanks, Will. I really appreciate it.